0: W.V. Uncommonplace. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate theories to get to know the hosts, along with occasional movies reviews and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episode. The Uncommon Place digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia, and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself, Jr. are your hosts, so please come along for this venture to uncommon place. Okay, let's go.
1: Welcome to West Virginia, Commonplace. Today, we are about to go over a topic, a subject. We have a person with us that. His experience, his expertise, does everything and knows a vast amount because I never want to say anybody knows every single thing. But I have with me today, I have Lisa Snyder and she's an astrologer. She's all the way in South Africa. And the only reason I like to say that is because it's far away from me because I'm all the way up in uh, the Northern Hemisphere in the cold mountains of West Virginia. She's in South Africa. What's the temperature like, Lisa.
0: I'll be talking about 30 degrees. I'm not quite sure what it is in Fahrenheit, but it's pretty hot. I can walk around um, outside in a T-shirt and the kids are swimming today in the pool. So it's beautiful weather. Absolutely glorious.
1: All right. So one thing about the show, one thing is very nostalgic about the show. Before we go any further, audience, I do want to let you know the title of this episode. This episode is entitled Astrology 101. Um. Here's a little bit for me to say here about this. I like astrology, but I do not know a lot about it. Um, the things that happen uh, in school in America is we're taught a very limited bit of astrology. They put the science portion into it and then they try to pull you away from it. So so as I've gotten older, I've learned more and um, some people wanna play spirituality inside of it. I'm gonna place it just like this. If you know astrology and then you take every other um thought pattern and things that you use as thought processes, it formulates. And the formulation gives you, you know, goes hand in hand in the equation and it gives you an answer. So Lisa, before we get too far, the nostalgic question we ask is who is Lisa Snyder? We ask who who you are. We want to know who you are first before we get deep into this and so please tell us who you are give us some interesting facts about yourself and my main question right. before we go any further okay. is this i want to know what okay. got you into astrology after you do all the it. all yourself. right
0: well that is that is quite a long story about what got me into astrology but it all started um well i'm 40 i'm 48 i'm turning well sorry i'm 40 that's right i'm 48 um forgot the forgot how old I was and um, I got my first astrological reading when I was about 14 years old. My parents have always been very open-minded to things like the occult. My mother is actually a yoga teacher here and she practices practice of Hinduism. My father is a scientist so I was brought up in just mixed cultures, mixed religions. My mother's also Jewish. My father's Christian. So I was open and um, taught a lot of different things in in life and astrology, which is something that was introduced to me. And um, like I said, I got my first reading when I was 14 and I was absolutely so um, yeah, I've studied many different, studied many different astrology courses. And um, you know, I'm an educator by trade. I've got two different private colleges in South Africa. Not to do with astrology, but they're also my passion. I've got a college in fitness and another college in digital marketing. And we'll see where the astrology takes me. But I think that's the ultimate goal Uh, one day is to get a college together. But that's many, many years down the line. But right now, it's all about studying astrology and studying people and learning more about people. So that's me in a nutshell.
1: Okay. Okay. So, so let me get started here. And this is for the novice. This is what we're doing the short for. I really appreciate you coming on for that. So I guess, uh, how do the star sun and moon shape our world? Like how do, how do they show, shape us inside astrology? Could you give us like the, the, the like, could you take us on a college course real quick and let us know the, the, the basics, the beginnings of astrology?
0: Sure. Absolutely. So astrology is the influence that cosmic objects like stars and planets have on human lives the position of the stars and the moon and the planets at the time of a person's birth so not conception it's not when you were made it's the time of your birth is said to shape the personality the um, effects of it affect your romantic lives, your relationships, your health, your money, and a whole different array of things. So what most people know about is just their sign. And I say that quote unquote, because what most people know is sun sign astrology. So if I was to ask anyone, hey, what's your sign? They would immediately say, I'm a Pisces or I'm a Sagittarius or I'm an Aries. But, you know, that really is just the tip of the iceberg in astrology is your sun. And I'll tell you why. Because the sun literally just sits in one of your houses in astrology. And there are 12 different houses with astrology. So your sun obviously is very powerful. It lights up that specific house. And we'll get into that. But it is only just your one house and there's many other planets and there's many other facets so astrology is not two-dimensional it's like six-dimensional I mean there are so many different dimensions with astrology that you can pick away as much as you want and would be here for years and years and years just really discussing astrology and signs and planets and houses and aspects and all of that So to produce a more accurate reading, astrologers check to see where the planets were at a person's time of birth. And this would give you a more accurate reading. And there's also a saying that I thought about earlier. And it says, you are the universe. And to me, this is quite fitting when it comes to astrology. So our universe is basically, we know the universe is our center. It's the earth and it's the sun and as far as we can see. So call that our universe. And there are 12 zodiac houses and they all fit into this little round circle that is personalized to you, which is your zodiac house. So a bit of you is everything. So you may say to me, you know, Lisa, I am a Pisces, but I say, you know what? You're also a Sagittarius and you're also an Aries and you're also a Leo because you have a bit of you in everything. So that's why I thought you are the universe is so perfectly coined when it comes to astrology. So the planet and the sign combined with the elements and the houses and the angles form a complex and often very specific profile of a subject of a person's life and their future prospects. So today I'm going to break it down into its smallest components to avoid any overwhelm and to help you understand astrology a little bit better and hopefully make you understand yourself a little bit better. That's the amazing thing about astrology is that once you understand astrology and you understand your personal roadmap and your personal um you know how you actually made up in astrology you get to understand yourself a little bit better you know and there's not that criticism oh why am I like this why do I get angry for this oh I'm so stupid you know it it takes out all of that clutter out of a person's mind and that negative self-talk and you really begin to understand yourself fully And once you understand yourself fully, you can then look at another person's chart and you can become more empathetic towards other human beings and why they are like they are and why they experience things in the way that they experience things because they have their planets in certain houses, and because their planets are aspected differently with each other. And that's what makes astrology just so unique and so amazing, that everyone is completely different, yet it's all harmonious. Does that make sense to you?
1: That makes sense. So look, real quick, I just want to do this because there's some stigmas there's some stigmas that go along with astrology and and this is completely off topic because i always throw something in there that's not in there so we're not fully prepared because we don't want to be scripted or anything so here's the thing um here's one stigma that uh that i get caught with sometimes when when i was younger thinking about astrology when you would see the you know not the the tarot card reader or anything like that but for some reason, I don't know why it was entrenched in my mind that uh, astrology gave me a predestination. And as I got older, I found that it doesn't give you a predestination. There's nothing predestined about anything you do. Circumstance, consequence, and things happen, but things can give you a uh, a better concept of what could happen. So exactly. I, so exactly. So how do you how do you break people that have that premonition that there's a predestination inside astrology?
0: there's always free will. You know, you're born into this world and what astrology does is it shows you how you are and what you made up of and the things that you are good at and the, the approach to life that you should possibly take to get the best outcome of your life. But um, there's always free will and people at the end of the day, will do what they want and a person can always tap into their darker energies as well so astrology is there to basically tap you on the shoulder and say you know i think maybe you're falling out of line or this is not where you're meant to be going or this is not what you're good at but nothing is predestined in this world there is free will with absolutely everyone and there's many possibilities that um that the planets can give you that the different houses can give you and we'll break that up in uh, this podcast so all the all the planets have different meanings and the different houses in astrology they all have different meanings and different connotations so there's many different directions that you can take with astrology Uh, the planets are just there on a birth chart just to point you in the right direction and say look here this is the direction that you can take, and this is what you can be good at. But that's all that it is, really. Or to show you, listen, this is you're not so good at this, and maybe you should try something different. So it's um it's a wonderful science.
1: Yeah, and I like that, and I appreciate that because so many times, you know, when people put stigmas on things, people just already have a a negative outlook going into something, even though they want a positive. Uh, result and, and that happens in anything we do in life like when you go take your car to car wash you hope that that automated machine does the right thing but you know that two humans we're cleaning your car going to clean it better than that machine so i thank you for that now um moving over a little bit i know you're about to start on the zodiac signs so here's my question about the 12 zodiac signs first off okay. um can we get a brief history This is what I don't know. I don't know actually where the zodiac signs are derived from. Like, do they have a place in history? Because, you know, like we're taught the alphabet came from the Phoenicians. Um, A lot of our algebra expressions, a lot of stuff comes from the Phoenicians, basically. So where was this derived from?
0: Okay, so astrology was derived from obviously ancient times, but it was from different kinds of civilizations. So it was the Babylonians that um, had astrology, and it was also the Egyptians that had astrologies as well. And so what we know as Western astrologers now is basically a mix between Babylonians, Greeks as well, and Egyptians, and it's all sort of meshed in one. And um, yeah, that's exactly where it came from. So it is ancient. And, you know, I know that maybe there's listeners out there that don't like to hear this, but, you know, the three wise men, you know, in the Bible, the three wise men that found Jesus, they were actually astrologers. They were following stars where they found Jesus. So They were actually astrologers. So astrology has been around since Jesus' day. You know, it's been around for that long, biblical times. Okay.
1: So something that could have started, it actually probably started with the caveman, or once we got to a certain evolution, we looked up and we saw...
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So... What did we have? I mean, we had absolutely nothing as cavemen, right? I mean, there was only the stars to guide us, the stars and the planets. And you can imagine there wasn't any pollution then. So can you imagine how magnificent it was when you looked up in the stars and the stratosphere and you saw these amazing planets and you didn't know much. So you naturally thought that um, you know, they were superstitious people and they made up all the myths of astrology, and it was passed down from generation to generation to make sense of it of what we actually know of now.
1: Okay, okay, I like that. Now, let's dive into these zodiac signs, because this is what everybody goes on about. Oh, sure. um, well,
0: there's qu- zodiac signs in astrology. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg
1: of <laughs> astrology. So, so, so I'll give
0: zodiac a little... Signs.
1: I'll give a little spiel. We
0: got to start somewhere,
1: right? Right, right. So I'll give a little spiel here, real quick, uh, before we get started on this. Um, And this is not anything based on truly dating, but at least in the States, whenever uh, someone would use their zodiac sign as uh, a deterrent, or they would let you know, like a Gemini says, I've got two personalities, I got this and that, people would attribute their bad behaviors to their zodiac signs. Now, for instance, I'm a cancer. I was born in July, so a water sign. People would try to find all kinds of things to relate to this and, and, and figure a way to to make up for their bad behaviors by using Zodiac signs. So in my life, when That's someone right. says, That's oh, right. no, here so, goes that Capricorn or blah, 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 or that Sagittarius.
0: Yeah, just exactly. So you could say I'm a Capricorn, Capricorn season now. So you could say, oh, you the party poopers of the Zodiac, and um, you're not into any partying, and all you want to do is make money, and you're too driven. And, you know, um, I think there's stereotypes to... Every single zodiac sign that you can, you know, I think the only way to understand it and the way people understand it is to stereotype it, because if you stereotype it, then you can make an excuse for your behavior. So a people, maybe a person would say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm so drunk, but um, I'm a Sagittarius and you know, Sagittarius absolutely love to party. So that's mm-hmm. exactly why I'm drunk. So you'd have to forgive them, right? But, it's, <laughs> you know, people will use any kind of excuses really to get them out of bad situations, right? Yes. Exactly.
1: So, Lisa, let's start it off. What's the first zodiac sign you're going to teach us about?
0: Okay. All right. So we've got the first in the zodiac sign, which is an Aries. So I'm actually an Aries. So people... You know Aries as the baby of astrology because it's the first of the zodiac sign. So if you were born between the 21st of March and the 19th of April, you would have your son in Aries. However, like I said to you, everyone has Aries somewhere in their zodiac belt. So you may not have your sun sign in Aries, but maybe you have your Jupiter in Aries, you know, which would give you a Jupiterian um, Arian sun. So Aries is the fire sign, which means that they are very passionate. They're very motivated and they're also very driven. Mars is the Aries, the ruler of Aries and Mars is the warrior and the fighter of the planet it rules action and it also rules aggression so Aries are also what they call cardinal signs and a cardinal sign starts in the beginning of a season so here in the southern hemisphere late March marks the autumn or fall as you know it and in the northern hemisphere where you are it marks the beginning of spring so cardinal signs are known to be the initiators of the zodiac and they like to get things going so yeah that's all about aries i think they're absolutely fabulous
1: okay now my question uh just real simple one: why is aries the first sign in the zodiac uh the first house oh, right. is the first house on the Zodiac.
0: Interesting, yeah, exactly. So um, in astrology, we call that Zodiacal order. And this refers to the the way that the Zodiacs basically spin on an axis. So the Zodiacs spin counterclockwise order and there are 12 Zodiac signs and it um, counts basically how the signs run through the axis as the world turns. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Exactly. So it starts at Aries, which is like the baby, and it ends with Pisces. Okay. okay. And what's the what's the so, what's, so, a, what's so the next? A... Is, so so Aries is known, like I said, to be the baby of the zodiac, and then Pisces is meant to be the most spiritual one of the zodiac because they the ones that Together all of the spiritual information from all the other signs so aries you're just starting out life and then for pisces it's like the ending of life so i'll explain as we go so like pisces is also represented in the 12th house which is like the ending of life but anyway i'm not going to get above um, too ahead let's carry on through all of the signs and so i don't want to get you too confused so the next Zodiac sign we're going to talk about is Taurus. Ooh. So Taurus is the second Zodiac house. If you have a Taurus sun sign, you were born from the 20th of April to the 20th of May. They are very methodical people. They slow to react. They enjoy the comforts of life. And again, everyone's got a Taurus somewhere in their Zodiac house. So Taurus is an earth sign. This makes them sensible, stable, and pragmatic. Venus is the ruler of Taurus. So Venus rules anything that's got to do with money and beauty. And if you think about it, all those things are practical, worldly issues. So the sign of Taurus likes anything sensual and beautiful, like gorgeous food, art, comfy clothes. So a lot of of the memes you'll see about Taurus are Taurus being snug in a bug in a rug or eating a big burger. And that's because they just love anything sensual and anything that's comfortable. That's Taurus for you. So Taurus is a fixed sign, which means they are the stabilizers of the zodiac. This is a reliable and sensible sign. They come in the middle of each season. So in the Northern Hemisphere, it would mark the middle of spring. You can think of the big signs like being project managers, and they like to keep things, everything organized and in line, you know, so they're they very, very um, pragmatic people.
1: Okay. So why is a Taurus a fixed sign? That's that's the question that I have, because I was just like, why do they deserve to be a fixed sign? Why are they a fixed sign?
0: Exactly. So why do they deserve that, right? So fixed signs are always in the middle of the season. So like I said, May is the middle of spring. So that is a fixed sign. So all the fixed signs, and we'll go through all of them, they are all pragmatic they're dependable, they're relatable. So think of a bull, which is Taurus. They are pragmatic and dependable and they're not really movable. So think about a big bull in a field and they're big and heavy and they got that round bull nose ring and you can't move them and they're stubborn and they're dependable and that's Taurus and that is a fixed sign.
1: Okay. That, that, that and I like that I, I like that example you gave right there because I can see a bull or steer just being that, that tough.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, and you can imagine that it takes a lot for a bull to also lose their temper. So, you know, in Spain, they do something in July. I don't know if they do it anymore. Um, but when I was growing up, they used to do something called the bull run in yes. Spain. So I don't know if they still do that, but so what they used to do is um, they used to get this bull who was like really lazy and they used to wave red at the bull and they'd they'd have to really wave that red flag at the bull to make it angry and then it would charge through the streets of Spain and it would be a big joke for all the guys to see if they could dodge the bull. I mean, it's actually very, very dangerous because if a bull knocks you over, you're pretty much dead like tickets for you. But that is a bull. It is just slow and um, it's very, very hard to get a bull or a taurian angry. But once they get angry, they are absolutely furious and there's just no letting go. So
1: the temperament, yeah, it's just a temperament. So the temperament, Got to be careful with the Taurus.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: Definitely got to be careful.
0: (laughs) So the next one we're going to talk about is Gemini, which is the third house of the Zodiac. So Gemini sometimes get a bad rap as being two-faced, like you said in the beginning of this podcast, but they're actually not really. So I'll tell you a little bit about Gemini. So if you have a Gemini sun, you were born on the 21st of May until the 20th of June. They are known to be the social butterflies of the zodiac and they're quick thinkers and they're the socialites of the zodiac. They love to socialize and to make friends. Gemini is an air sign, and this means that they are intellectuals. They usually live in their heads and in their own worlds. They love to analyze things, to synthesize things, and to probe. Gemini is ruled by the planet Mercury. Mercury is a very, very quick planet. So it's all about thought and communication. And if you think about this, this is very fitting for Gemini, as they love to communicate. They also love to learn new things and they often find, you'll find that they have a massive capacity of learning all new things about different subjects, but they often lack the capacity to hone in on a certain subject and to be able to become masters of it. So that's a Gemini, nothing bad about them, that's a Gemini. They are mutable sign. And that means they are the transformers of the Zodiac. They're super adaptable to situations in life. They're not stubborn people. And they're always open to new ideas and new opinions and new ways of thinking about things.
1: Okay, so why are Gemini mutable signs? Like, why do they, why does this occur with Gemini's?
0: Okay, so a mutable sign starts when the season is ending. So Geminis would be the ending of the spring season. And they're mutable because they are flexible. They're flexible personalities. The other person the other signs which are mutable are Sagittarius and Pisces as well, which means that they are open-minded and they can see situations. From all different angles.
1: Okay, because the thing with Gemini, like whenever I've dealt with Gemini's in my life, they always say there's two sides to me. There's four sides. There's six sides. Um, and uh,
0: but you see, that's the excuses that they're giving you again, right?
1: Yes, yes. And but one thing I will say though, that with Gemini that I work with in the type of job that I do, they are multifaceted in bulk. Um, me and you may think linear. But their expression is all over the board, so I would I will say that Gemini's do make the world go round with their thought processes.
0: They do, and that's exactly that that because they're ruled um, by Mercury. So Mercury is one of the fastest planets in the zodiac. It um, you know it it spins round very very quickly. So just like the Gemini's personality or their thought processes of very very fast so we'll get into this later in the podcast but anything to do with communication written communication um oral communication um auditory communication and even things like the post office or emails or anything to do with communication is basically ruled by the sign of gemini i mean of of mercury isn't that that interesting
1: that is interesting
0: (laughs) Okay, so we're going to cover your sign now. So you said yes. you are a Cancer. Yes. So if you were a Cancer, as you would know, you were born on the between the 21st of June and the 22nd of July. These are the feelers of the Zodiac Belt. They are highly intuitive people. And because of this, they sometimes are very emotional. I personally think that they're very emotional because they feel everyone else's emotions so deeply. They're like sponges. They take it upon themselves. So cancer is a water sign. And water signs are deep and emotional. They can sometimes be very psychic and very intuitive as well. Cancers are ruled by the moon. So they are very caring, maternal and their emotions are sometimes wavering, just like the moon does to the ocean. You know, like when the moon is full, the ocean will move back and forth. And yes. this is exactly, exactly. And this is exactly what the moon does to the feelings of a cancer. So one minute they'll be in a good mood and the other minute they'll be in a bad mood. And they can use that as an excuse. Say, I'm ruled by the moon. So I've just got my emotions up <laughs> all over the show. So if I'm happy in the morning and I'm sad in the afternoon, don't blame me, blame the moon. So cancer is another cardinal sign, just like Aries. So it marks the beginning of summer in the northern hemisphere and the beginning of winter down here in the south, in South Africa. Uh-huh.
1: Right, so you basically, you kind of explained there uh, about the cardinal sign. One thing I want to dig into with being a cancer, I agree wholeheartedly with what you say, because this is what happens to me. I can meet people and I meet people at a certain level when I start with them. The, I'll give people the utmost respect, mutual respect. And the further and further I, I learn about people, you you build a bond and things like that. So I have this thing like I talk about a lot in my podcast at my memories museum and then I have my heart. And as I've gotten older, I'm 37 now. So I've learned how to differentiate good feelings, positive things and negative things. You have to have positive and negative to live, but you don't have to have a continuous negative look. So what I just what you said there, I I know like sometimes with certain people I let them get to me. And then it's others that I just have this fortress that they just can't get through. So it's amazing to see that I'm built, I'm fortified in my emotions. And you tell me exactly.
0: that. Exactly. But, you know, if you look at the cancer, the cancer is a crab, right? Yes. So the crab has a hard shell, right? So it's hard to get into the cancer because they've got a shell that's actually protecting them. But they're soft and they're mushy on the inside. So when you really get to know a cancer, and uh, a cancer gets to know you and love you, and you know the exchanges start happening, they'll let you into their hard shell. You know, but initially they're all about their tough exterior, and you won't be able to really penetrate their shell unless they actually trust you and they feel you with their heart. Does that make
1: sense? Yes, it does. (laughs) There
0: you go. There you go. It's amazing. Astrology is unbelievable.
1: And then you're about to talk about my arrival in just a second to Leo's. Um, Quick little thing on Leo's with me, just so I can add a little bit of flavor into this. They're the ones that are born in August. My birthday is actually July 13th. So um, the ones that are in the middle of July and the rest of August, for some reason, me and Leo's, Go to war. I have a cousin that I love to death. Me and him are close. But for some reason, me and Leo's like, we can go to Fisticuffs for some reason. And I don't know why.
0: Well, I would have to have a look at your chart to see probably where your Mars is placed. Because your Mars is where all your aggression comes from. And to see if it's maybe aspecting someone else's planet badly. And maybe, to you it's your cousin that you feel like going to war with?
1: Yeah. No, 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 no. What i have saying is I get along with my cousin, but every other Leo that I've dealt with in my life, we go to war. Like oh, I had a every other Leo. Yeah, I, like okay. I had, had a girlfriend that was a Leo, and she broke my heart when I was young, and I was better for years, like through high school. And I had it said that Leos were no good for me in the world.
0: Wow. Well, they're very, very out there, Leos. I'll tell you a little bit about them. Okay. So they are the fifth in the Zodiac, and if you were born with a Leo sun, you were born between the 23rd of July and the 22nd of August. They're the natural leaders of the zodiac. So they're blessed with flamboyance and creativity. Leos are known for their sustainability and their determination and ambition. Leo is also fire sign, So they are zestful, they're charismatic, they're additionally known for their strength and drive, and they can be a little bit aggressive. Mm. So they're ruled by the sun, which is known as actually a luminary. So the we can categorize the sun and the moon as planets, but they are actually luminaries because they shine light on us. So as you know, the sun is the biggest luminary in the sky. And this is why Leo's maybe think, That the world revolves around them because all the other planets revolve around Leo's. So they sometimes, the most noticed person in a room, and they shine like the sun. So if there's a Leo in the room and they've got a lot of Leo placements, you'll always notice them. And maybe in future, you can notice and you can say to that person, I know what you are, you're a Leo. And they'll probably say, Yeah, I am a Leo. So anyway. So Leo's is a fixed sign which means they are dependable, steadfast, they don't they don't waver and they're not categorized as flaky. So they're not those flaky signs in the zodiac and you can really actually depend on them. Okay. So
1: how does the sun affect Leos? Because like, you know, it, we, we were cancer, we hit the water signs, so we learned about that. But how does that sun like get deep into them? Like how does it help them? Personality, mannerisms, things like that.
0: Okay. Well, well, like I said, so the sun would affect Leo. It would make them shine from the inside. So a lot of the time you'll see that um actors and actresses are Leos they that the sun the sun basically shines from the inside so they want to shine their light on all that is around them does that make sense to you
1: yes it does and and i can think about it because my cousin he writes songs and he's in um he's got degrees in acting and different liberal arts type stuff and you know he does a lot and he even has a podcast yeah so that's an amazing thing there and um one quick thing I want to throw in here to the audience. Um, we, I really want to thank Lisa for taking the time to go over the Zodiac signs and to be very patient with it. Because she could have came in here. She could have just hit us with one liner. she could have been like Leo's sun signs. Uh, they're bad people because they hog out the spotlight. But you're not doing that. You're actually sitting here explaining everything to us. And I appreciate you. So let's dig deeper. and Let's keep going.
0: Oh, the pleasure. I love it. I love astrology and there's just so many layers to it. So, you know, there's so much to more, to all of us. Maybe we could do a podcast just on cancers or just on Leos, but we'll cover everything for now. So, oh yeah. So one more thing about Leos is that they, like you said, they've got massive personalities and you're never really going to forget the Leo in the room, Right. Right. Okay, so we're going to get on to Virgos. And I have got two beautiful daughters that are both Virgos. So I know an absolute fortune (laughs) about Virgos. So they are the sixth in the Zodiac. And you were born as a Virgo if you were born between the 22nd of August and the 22nd of September. Virgos are logical They're systematic and practical with their overall approach to life. They are the perfectionists of the zodiac signs, and they're not afraid to get their hands dirty to refine their skills. Virgos are earth signs. They are practical and grounded and unwavering. Just like Gemini, Virgo is also ruled by Mercury. But... What they do differently is they internalize the information that they make, that they get sense, that sorry, that they get and they make sense of it. They analyze it. They're always thinking. And because of this, they may come off as critical and judgmental. However, I feel that they're just trying to make the world a perfect place, just like they want to see it because they are perfectionists. are also mutable signs, so they bring adaptability to refining their skills and making everything absolutely perfect. Okay, so
1: Virgos could be the philosophers, or the they could be middle management in certain cases. Cause, exactly, because upper because you know upper man, upper upper management does whatever middle management is normally what keeps the wheels turning in any business. So I'm gonna have to check into that and see if I got some Virgos that work with me because. To be sensible, practical like that.
0: Exactly. And to analyze things and to want to make everything absolutely perfect. And, you know, those are the people that you do actually want on your management team. You know, the people that want to refine things and genuinely care about things.
1: All right. So inside astrology, what does the sun mean inside of astrology? Like, because I want to just dig into that just real fast because But we've talked about it in a few instances. And I just want to keep the audience refreshed on that. And anybody joining us now, make sure you rewind this or however you do your playback. And make sure you get the very beginning of this.
0: Uh, Absolutely. So the sun is our vitality. It's our light. It's our ego. Not our alter ego, but it's our ego. It's our spirit. And the house where your sun is, shows where you will shine your light on the world so let's say for instance my i'm a um, an aries and my son is in my third house which makes me a great writer and i collect information and i communicate well Where someone let's say their their son then aries and their son is in the fifth house right maybe they would be excellent with children and maybe they would shine in their creative field It doesn't mean that if you have an airy sun and you've got an airy sun we're exactly the same we have the same drive but we would show up differently in the world because of where the sun sits so the sun basically shows you where you shine in the world And that's exactly what the sun is. Okay, okay.
1: I can dig that. Now, you have another sun, the seventh sun.
0: Yes, I do have a seventh sun. So Libra is the seventh sign of the zodiac. So if you were born a Libra sun, you would be born on the 23rd of September to the 22nd of October. They are fixated with balance and harmony. And they strive to create balance and harmony in all of their life endeavors. Libras are air signs, which means they live in their head and they try to make things beautiful and balanced in their heads. They are ruled by the sign of Venus. And as such, they love anything beautiful. They love art and beautiful flowers and beautiful antiques. And anything that is classy, they are super refined and have absolutely exquisite taste. So Libra is a cardinal sign, and they love to lead with style and grace.
1: Okay, The Libras are another one of that middle management, probably even upper management when it comes to balancing things out. Got to be careful with them. I'm I'm assuming you have to be careful with them because sometimes they get in their heads. Yeah. And sometimes when we get in our heads, we get in our and heads.
0: And are also great mediators. So if you think about, let's say, someone in human resources, mm-hmm. has to be great at mediating people and have to see both sides of the stories, that balance, right? So Librians would be great at that kind of a career path as well.
1: Mediators. And, and mediators. And
0: Exactly, because they have to see both sides. But in saying that, you can't put anyone in a box. And they would also do well in fashion industry, in the art industry, because they absolutely love anything beautiful. Okay.
1: And I can run yeah. with that.
0: So the next sign is the eighth sign of the Zodiac. And
1: another the, enemy of mine. Yeah. Another enemy. Anim- the enemy. We're enemies. Yes.
0: The enemy Scorpio, I've got a Scorpio husband, so they're not so bad. I've also got a Scorpio sister. So they do have a sting in their tail. So you must never get on the bad side of a Scorpio, but they're very deep and they're very profound. So let me tell you a little bit about Scorpios. So if you were born with a Scorpio son, you were born from the 23rd of October until the 21st of November. They are the most misunderstood people and some people actually think that they are fire signs because they have incredible passion but in fact they're water signs and they derive their strength and passion from the emotional depths of their psyche. They're very emotional and they're actually quite psychic. So, Scorpios are water signs, and they can come off a little bit reserved. However, they are just deep thinkers and calculated in a good way, of course. Scorpio is the modern ruler. uh, Sorry, Pluto is the modern ruler of Scorpio, and this suits them absolutely perfectly, as Pluto is the farthest planet from the sun and is the most mysterious and deep Pluto is in charge of transformation and rebirth. And this is what Scorpios are all about and what they do best. So, Scorpios are also fixed signs, and their waters and depth run deep. They are trustworthy and unwavering and completely and utterly dependable. I definitely know that about my husband. <laughs>
1: Now, with the Scorpios, it, I don't know. Um, it's weird knowing it that we're actually kin because they're water signs like me, but I don't know. Uh, Scorpios, to me, the ones that I've dealt with have been high strung, and you have to walk on eggshells with them.
0: Because they're so deep, their waters just run completely deep. But again, you know, that's just looking at a person's sun sign. I mean, the Scorpios that perhaps you know that walking on eggshells, Perhaps they have their different planets in different houses and that also colors their personalities. So there's so many facets to what makes a sign a sign and what makes a person a person. Mm. Yeah. So the ninth sign of the Zodiac is Sagittarius. So we've just come out of Sagittarius season and um, it's amazing. December is Sagittarius season and the Sagittarians love to let loose their optimistic <laughs> signs. And um, it's so amazing. at December. And this is obviously when everyone's on holiday. And this is why you have to be like loose and optimistic and, you know, party animal. So you were born with a Sagittarius sun if you were born from the 22nd of November to the 21st of December. Sagittarius are fire signs. So they're all about energy and action and motivation. They often get quick to be inspired and they are very, very effective leaders. Jupiter rules Sagittarius. So Jupiter expands whatever he touches. And this is why Sagittarius people have larger than life personalities and are often the loudest in the room. Sagittarius is a mutable sign, so they are flexible with their thoughts and intellect, and you can bend and shape what they feel.
1: Okay. So they, yeah. so, so leaders. I don't know. Well, Sagittarius, dealing with them, they are usually my counterparts. I will honestly say, like in management and what I what I do for a living, I deal with a lot of Sagittarius. Based on like we, we they compliment your ideas, and then you compliment their ideas. Like it's a, they or the the Feng uh, Shui or whatever, if you want to say, when exactly. it comes to so, yeah. so
0: they can stay. So they sort of like hippies of the zodiac they're ruled by jupiter and they're just open to all kinds of spiritual ideas and new age thinking and you know that's exactly what uh sagittarius are like they're amazing <laughs> so the next sign we're going to deal with and this is the serious sign it's the sign of capricorn
1: capricorn
0: very very serious people and today is actually the new moon in Capricorn so obviously when you listen to this it would have passed but um, Capricorn is ruled by the planet Saturn and Saturn is all about um, strictness and boundaries and rules and regulations so you were born with a Capricorn sun if you were born on the 22nd of December until the 21st of January. Capricorns are the leaders, they're the CEOs. They're the most serious signs of the zodiac. They're super goal-orientated and they tend to be workaholics. So think about it, we always set goals in January, right? This yes. is like Capricorn season. This is when you set your New Year's resolutions. So Capricorns are earth signs, and they are completely practical and reliable and stoic. So what you see is what you get, but they're not the life of the party. You'll often see them coming home early so they can have a clear head for work the next day. As I said before, Saturn rules the sign of Capricorn. Saturnians are very, very serious people. There's no joking around with the sign. They mean business. And they like nothing more than to get ahead in life. Capricorns are cardinal signs as well. This suits them perfectly as they're excellent leaders. And you'll often find them CEOs of companies.
1: Mm. So they're at the top. And I will say, I have a Capricorn in my household, uh, Stacey. And Stacy is real strong-willed. She works really hard and it's a certain type of uh, talent she has whenever I can get her to come actually over to, to my job. Once in a blue moon, if she has extra time, she'll come over and help out with things. And like you said, she has a, a natural leader ability to her. It, it's kind of like, a, it's charismatic to a degree. Mm. A charismatic enigma. That's the best way to, to 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 me to describe a Capricorn.
0: They're amazing. So, you know, you have to have all type of personalities and capricorn's just make everything fall into place. I mean can you imagine the world with just sagittarians? I mean nothing would be in place. Everything would just be a big party. So what the capricorn's do is that they put everything in place and they create order out of the chaos. Mm-hmm. So the next sign is a very zany sign and I love aquarius because I'm actually an aquarius rising. Oh. so if yeah i am so i love it so i'll tell you more about that when we get to it but if you were a born with an aquarius sun you were born from the 20th of january until the 18th of february they are known to be the most innovative and novel and progressive sign of the zodiac aquarius is an air sign so these people are highly intellectual people, and they completely live in their own head. They love to think of new, novel, and new ways of doing things, and they are complete nonconformists. So Uranus is the modern ruler of Aquarius, and Uranus is known for rule breaking and rebelliousness, and these attributes are so close to an Aquarius's heart and personalities. So Aquarians are also fixed signs despite being the rebels of the zodiac. They're actually very steadfast and stubborn people and once they made up their mind about something there is absolutely no going back.
1: <laughs> so they so they're they like they're about like a, a mule or donkey, they're stubborn. Once they're set it's in stone. It, there are no exactly. budget exactly,
0: and that's all of the the um, the fixed signs. Actually, once they set with something, that is it. You cannot move them. Not like the mutable signs. So we're going to speak about another mutable sign now, and we're going to speak about the last sign of the zodiac, which is Pisces. So if you are a Pisces sun, you were born from the nineteenth of February until the twentieth of March. This is the final sign in the zodiac and they are meant to be the most spiritual people as they have learned every lesson from the past 11 signs. Pisces is a water sign. This is quite obvious by their glyph as they're two fishes but these individuals are really deep and emotional and one of the most psychic out of the whole zodiac. So Neptune is the modern ruler of Pisces. Neptune is the king of the sea. He's dreamy and mystical and mysterious, just like Pisces. So Pisces is also a mutable sign. And this is perfectly suited, as you can't pin a Pisces down. They'll swim away like a fish as soon as you get them. They're flexible and adaptable creatures of the zodiac. Okay. Does
1: that make so, sense to yeah, so, you? Have yeah. you met many Pisces people? Oh, yeah, a lot. And uh, I don't know, something about them. Uh, matter of fact, uh, my Michelle that passed away, she was a she was a Pisces. It was just something different about her. Like, a, you know, not to go too deep into that because you can listen to another podcast episode for that. But, yeah, like it's something about those people, just the way that they move, um, the vibe that you get from them. Now, audience real quick. We have gone over the Zodiac signs. We actually have a second episode lined up um, that you will hear about. Um, You'll hear, actually, it'll be a continuation after this episode. So what I want to do real quick is we have an offer that we want to offer you all. And I'm putting it at the end of this episode because when we do the second episode, obviously, we'll put it there too. But Lisa, let me hand the floor over to you to explain what this offer that, that you're offering to them, and I'll go into the logistics of it.
0: Okay, all right. So I'm offering a personal birth chart, which is a personal natal chart reading to one of your lucky listeners. And here we're gonna look at your entire zodiac chart and we're going to read the first sign right to the 12 signs, where you've got your sun and where you've got all your other placements in the zodiac and how you basically vibe as a human and basically giving you your entire blueprint. So yeah, I'm so excited to be able to do this to your audience. There's just one thing I need. And obviously everyone knows where they're born, and the date that they were born, hopefully. But uh, what I do need for this natal reading is the time that you were born. And um, this is so important to me, and it will give me the opportunity to give you the most accurate reading. So there's the giveaway for today's show.
1: All right, and most definitely... I will have stuff uh, posted up on Instagram, across TikTok, over the rest of the 12 um, platforms that we like to advertise things across about the natal reading. And uh, on that note, for this episode, episode one of Astrology 101, I'm JR and she is Lisa Snyder. And we are signing off for this episode. Lisa, do you have anything at the very end you would like to tell anybody where people can meet and greet you? That's one thing we do. We call it the shameless plug. Oh, the
0: meet you greet me, you can always get to my website and I am at Grand Trine Astrology. Uh, Sorry, that's my Instagram handle, but the website address is just grandtrine.co. So yeah, that's great. I mean, you could also give it to the readers or the listeners if they want, but again, it's grandtrine.co.
1: And like always with West Virginia Uncommonplace, we will have amazing show notes that will have links and everywhere you can go to meet and greet Lisa. And once again, I want to thank you guys for listening. And, and things thing like this, people, we're going into a new year. Astrology can help you. So that's the strong point. I normally go deeper and deeper into it, but we're going to be going deep into this. And make sure you stay tuned and listen to the next episode. Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter.